you can totally do this. You have to pause and ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself here? And more importantly, is that story true? We don't want the thing. We think we want the thing, but what we really want is the feeling we think the thing is gonna give us. It is that simple. It is that complicated. It is so much easier than you think it's gonna be. Clarity in what you want, confidence in who you are, and the courage to stay true to both. This is To Call Myself Beloved, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) Okay. Hello, lovely. Thank you so much for being here with me today. You know, here's the truth for you. Sometimes I sit down and I plan out a very well-crafted podcast, very well-crafted. I know specifically what I'm going to say. I know my specific messaging. It's done very strategically to release on a content calendar. And sometimes in the post-COVID world, I sit down at my dining table, which has become my recording studio. I open up my laptop. I quickly record a podcast, send it to my producer, and I'm like, John, How fast can you turn this around? This is one of those times. I'll be very honest with you. The world has like changed so much, continues to change. And we know that is a truth. Like we have no idea what it's going to look like. We have no idea how long it's going to take. And we're all kind of processing that and experiencing that in our own way. I live in a small town. Um, It's pretty quiet here at the best of times. So quite frankly, the town doesn't feel that different, especially as somebody who works from home, our town doesn't feel that different post COVID because it's already such a quiet little place. And I have a pretty quiet little life. But anyway, I just walked down to our local market, which has done this incredible job of rallying together. You know, it's run by two people who I I think might be 30, maybe they have a three or four year old son. And overnight they built a Shopify Uh, online platform. They built their Shopify store so they could actually offer online grocery uh, uh, shopping so that people could come and pick up their groceries and they could still keep their business open while really supporting the needs of the community. And I went down there because, again, they're such a small operation and they have just, they've God, they've just like exceeded anyone's expectations of what could be done in just the most beautiful way. And I went down there because I've been looking for ways that I can give back to them, you know, in a way that we can't touch each other, that we can't hang out, that I can't really do anything that's coming to mind. So I was like, you know what I can do? Hi, they are, they both come from the food and beverage industry. Uh, I've been sober for two years, but you know, here's a sign of a drinking problem. I can't yet get rid of my booze. Like I, I always have bought really high quality stuff. So I have this like collection of booze that I'm just sitting and looking at, have not touched in two years, but I'm still like, ah, I can't, I like can't pour craft distilled rum down the drain. I can't do it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I can do. I made them a big bottle of cherry Negronis, one of my favorite cocktails. And I just pre-mixed everything together, put it all in a bottle for it for them and, and walked it down to them so that tonight, Friday, maybe they could just like have a little bit of downtime and like enjoy a cocktail by the fire. And when I dropped it off, I was talking to one of the owners and she started to tear up, which of course then made me start to tear up. Um, she 
was getting teary because they're shutting down operations for about a week because they've realized they're not feeding enough people. Even in our quiet little town that has a very strong economic background because of the the demographics that we have here, even in this little place, there are families who aren't eating and there are kids who aren't eating. And for two people who have a young family, who have their own son and who run a little market, this community grocery store, they can't deal with it. And so they're once again pivoting their business so they can find a way to feed more people. And like she started tearing up and I started tearing up because you might have noticed what this has done on a global level already in just two weeks. It's starting to illuminate all of the injustice. It's starting to illuminate on a much, much bigger scale uh, because it's happening in every country across the actual planet. It's starting to illuminate how unfair it is that there is this tiny little pocket of wealth concentrated amongst a few and a whole lot of people with not a whole lot. Sometimes you might have noticed the system is rigged and the system is kind of rigged to protect the system as it is. And one of the shocking realizations, maybe it's not shocking, one of the realizations I think that, um, that again, COVID has brought to the table is to just start pointing out the blatant fact that we are all connected. We all have value because we're human, period. So much of the change, so much of the difficulty that's happening, and a lot of cases for a lot of men, the difficulty is like, oh shit, who am I if I don't have my job? You know, how will my wife respect me if I don't have this this high value work? And we know that's not true, but that's the go-to feeling, the go-to reaction. It starts to illuminate how much injustice there is in the world. Now, being who I am and having the outlook that I have, what I see right there and what I hear in that conversation is that while there is so much injustice, what I start to take away from that is, oh my God, how many people are working every day to counteract that injustice. And I wanted to share with you today how to set boundaries with your own compassion. That might sound like a funny thing for me to say. You know, we have this idea maybe that compassion should be limitless and endless and boundless and unconditional and we should just give and give and give. And in theory, particularly when we're in times of crisis, I think that for many of us, that's our inclination. It's not to point fingers and blame. It's not to look at the why is this happening? It's to look at the holy shit. How can I help? You know, even if I'm not somebody who's at that 1% top of the food chain, I personally, I still have so much more than so many people. You still have so much more than so many people. And so for so many of us, and that's a lot of so in one sentence, but for so many of us, the conversation becomes holy shit. What can I do to help? What can I do to give? Here's the problem. If we don't set boundaries on what we're giving, and if we don't set boundaries on how we're showing up, we're going to burn out. I'm already feeling it. I think I've done I think I've done 3 or 4 podcast recordings of my own 
I've been on three or four podcasts with other people. I'm doing a, an amazing video spot called Stay at Home Heroes with like a massive production company fe- featuring all kinds of uh, Canadian celebrities and entrepreneurs and experts. That's coming up very soon. Um, I'm going to be interviewed by Entreflix, which is a new uh, TV network specifically for entrepreneurs. So it's like Netflix for entrepreneurs. Get it? Entreflix. It's amazing. So all the people who are out of work right now, if they are um, entrepreneurially inclined, can subscribe and get this like epic video library worth of business resources to just get started. And I'm really tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. You know, it's been a week and a half, I guess, of heavy hitting content. I've been reaching out to all of my clients. I have reduced my rates dramatically. Some clients I've even given like free calls and sessions to because I know that's what they need right now because they too are entrepreneurs. And I got to tell you, like nine days in, I'm licked. Like as soon as I close this laptop, I'm going back to the couch to watch the rest of Tiger King. That's what we've come to. You have to set boundaries with your own compassion because we don't know how long this is going to go. And if you are a helper, if you are a healer, if you're being called to really dig deep and look at very practical ways of, as to how you specifically can give back, you have to protect your own energy. You have to ensure that you are still caring for yourself and ideally that somebody else is also caring for you. Now, I say that as somebody who's single. So I I think I always qualify this because I don't ever want anybody to think that I'm sitting here in an ivory tower living this like cushy life. My life is pretty awesome, but like, let me tell you, there are challenges and I would love to be sitting here recording this beside my actual, you know, Ben Affleck archetype of a husband being like, it's all good. Just give back. Just, you know, keep earning and giving back. I'm not in that position. I am figuring out how to radically pivot my own business to create better financial stability for me and for my family while providing an even better service to clients I haven't even met yet so that I I can play a part in creating the kind of change that I want to create, right? And what that looks like for me right now is starting to offer an actual coaching package by the year. Um, I'm still hashing it out, but I think it would be four very high impact hours, you know, an hour a week for four weeks to really get clear on where you've come from. Very well understand where you're at. Do some NLP release techniques to kind of free you from the old limiting beliefs of the past and then map out an action plan. So that's like kind of an intensely awesome and awesomely intense first month of coaching one-on-one. And then follow that up by a monthly call for the rest of the year. So in total, it's like 15 sessions. That's all high impact guidance, mentorship, and coaching designed to help you create balance and harmony in your family life and relationships. That's my passion. That's where I shine. That's how I can best help anybody create the change that they need to create by first creating that balance at home in your relationships, in your parenting, and in yourself, right? So I'm working over here doing that. 
I've put all kinds of pressure on myself to help as many people as I can and also radically pivot my business. And for some reason, I've given myself like a two week deadline to do that. So all of a sudden, my inner conversations are becoming like, well, if you don't get this done in two weeks, you're out like you failed. You've no you're no longer going to be able to serve anybody. Oh, and by the way, I am single. I am self-employed and I have three young children who are not going back to school indefinitely. So it's like, all right. All right, dial it back. And I use this very vulnerable, very raw experience of my own life to tell you, I have all the skills in the world to handle this. I have all of the coping mechanisms, all the NLP, all the psychology, all the therapy. Like I have all of the therapeutic healing and coaching and perspective changers and neuroplasticity tools. I've got all of the tools in my tool belt to really cope with this. I am somebody who is fucking great at my job and I am still riding this roller coaster because this is stressful. You know, if you've listened to any of these podcasts so far, you've probably heard me say, or if you follow me on Instagram at Lise Wilcox, or if you've ever been to my web- website, LiseWilcox.ca, or you've ever looked at my YouTube channel, which is also Lise Wilcox, like if you've ever paid any attention to anything I've ever said ever, you've probably heard me say, change is hard. Change is really hard. Change is an affront to our inner psychology. Our brain likes things the way they've always been. And anytime we experience change, no matter how forward moving, no matter how positive, how wonderful that is, change is really hard and our brain resists it. You know, I was talking to a client recently, today, um, about some relationship stuff and about how she met like the most wonderful man. And they decided to take that big step of moving in together. And I like I get giddy because I know how that feels. It's so magical to find that person that you know you're committing to, you're moving in together, you're starting your life together. It's also if you've ever had that experience, it is also rife with opportunity for conflict because as the Spice Girls sing about when two become one, it's challenging. You are taking two independent lives and making them interdependent and that creates opportunity for challenge. Now, as you also know from being a listener, challenge is just a fancy word for opportunity. So there are all kinds of opportunities to really next level your intimacy and your communication skills by taking those big, big next level steps like moving in together. All kinds of opportunity there. But it doesn't negate the fact that on the way to that opportunity, you really do go through the challenge and that challenge is hard. It's hard to make that change. So imagine now being my client, making that change, committing to the one you really love and moving in together and then getting hit in the face with a bloody global pandemic. Like this is, this is a lot. This is stressful. I look at the changes that are happening in my own life. I look at the changes that are happening in my friends, family, client lives, all of our lives. Each of us is already going through our own stuff. Like life is life. The reason this podcast exists, the reason that, you know, my profession exists is because life does offer its own fair share of challenges, period. So to throw 
the radical amounts of change and the sweeping amounts of transitions and pivots and God, and, 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 and that we're going through when we strip away elements of our basic routine that's stressful. So to really compound that in the world that we live in and this, you know, endless access to media that we have, what we are experiencing is stressful. As I have said to countless people in the last couple of weeks, in all aspects of my life, the situation, the context that we're in right now it is triggering our deepest and our darkest fears. Things that you may have felt like you had healed a long time ago are coming back to the surface to invite you to heal them at a deeper level. Things you have been avoiding healing. Underline that one. The stuff you've been avoiding in your relationship, in your body, in your emotions, in your parenting, in your career, all the stuff you've been avoiding and that have therefore been reaching to fill that void or reaching out to do something else to occupy your mind or distract yourself or busy yourself so you don't have to deal with it. All of a sudden, all of those unhealthy, borderline healthy, um, probably not so healthy coping mechanisms have come to a halt. And you are now being invited to go deeper with that and it's hard. It's really hard. So when I circle back to my you know, fundamental point here, you have to set boundaries with your own compassion so that you don't burn out because you have to appreciate how stressful this really is. So how do you do that? How do you set boundaries with your own compassion? Well, very simply, you decide to. You know, when you choose to set boundaries for your own compassion, you're, you're already ahead of the curve because now you've made that declaration to yourself that I am worthy of protecting. I am worthy of feeling good. I think I deserve to keep feeling good. And I think I deserve to feel that level of peace that I need, like that I actually require so that I can serve. So that's the first thing. Decide that you're going to set those boundaries for your own compassion. Two, you know, have some compassion for yourself and let that be a part of your, your own boundary setting. Understand that while, yes, you are being called to heal and to help others, it's also okay for you, you specifically to ask for and receive that kind of help. Third, I talk about this a lot in the podcast that I did on how to make your relationships thrive. There's going to be a certain point where you just can't give anymore. You know, when you, when you, go back to that this is stressful, that we're all feeling it, the change is hard, there's going to be a moment where you're like, listen, honey, I am here for you. I love you unconditionally. I support you. And I, I can't support you right now. Like I need some time on my own so that I can get my head and my heart straight again so that I can come back and help you. You know, maybe you set a time limit on that. Like, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed right now. I need an hour to watch Tiger King by myself, or I need an hour to go for a walk without the kids. I need to be able to do something that is just for me because I need to take this level of care for myself. That's a great way to start. <laughs> That's a really great way to start. Decide to set boundaries for your own compassion. Understand that you too are worthy of your own compassion. 
and really be vocal in asking um, in asking for help uh, or in just simply declaring that you've hit your breaking point, you've hit your giving point and that you just can't give anymore. That's not permanent. You're not, you're not rejecting anybody. You're not letting, letting anybody down. In fact, you're actually serving and helping even more because you've chosen to give yourself the compassion by setting a boundary on your own ability to give. You know, there's that saying that everybody loves to meme, um, you can't pour from an empty cup and you got to put your own air mask on first. And this is the time. This is the time. Fill up your cup. Do what it takes. If it's sitting with a cup of tea for an hour, do that. If it's honestly watching trashy TV, call me. I'll give you all kinds of recommendations. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself and just feel good so that you can keep showing up in the way that you are being called to show up and do so from a really, really healthy and grounded place. All of that said, (laughs) all of that said, I am here for you. You know, I am so grateful to have this platform to be able to connect with you in this way. I'm here to support you. So please reach out if you need support. I can support you and I'm here for that. So please reach out anytime if you need somebody to talk to, if you need if you need help achieving that or even just creating that harmony, that balance in your life, family and relationships now so more than ever. I'm here to support you. Mwah. Prepare for your future, but ultimately you have to live in the now. It's fascinating when you just focus on, you know, imagining what the highest version of yourself would do, and then you start to act as if you already are that person, you can watch it transform your behavior right now. (sighs) We did it. (laughs) Let's go get some tacos.